This is Nancy. And this is Dana. And you're listening to the NY Foodie Family Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the NY Foodie Family Podcast. Welcome back. So today we are going to start off by talking about Kelder's Farm. So we were there last weekend and the weather was spectacular to say the least. Beautiful day. So spectacular I might have burnt my head just a little bit. (laughs) Yes you did. (laughs) It's not appealing but it's October and it's it was pretty hot. Yes. So, I don't know if it would, you'd call it a bucket list item because we actually did not really make fall bucket lists because our kids are just really uncooperative, as we've mentioned in our uh, one of our beginning episodes about family bucket lists. But one of the things that I wanted to do this fall was go to a corn maze. So, I was researching a bunch of different farms. Um... We didn't necessarily want to do the apple picking and the pumpkin picking. Um, We didn't want the big whole production um, that a lot of orchards nearby have. So I finally settled on Kelder's Farm after a little research. But that's funny because we actually did do the production and not the (laughs) apple picking. We did. Usually we go for the apple picking, skip the crowds and the production this time out. We went straight for the production and skipped skipped the apple picking altogether. And the pumpkin picking. They had plenty of pumpkins. Well, I kind of felt like we had to. So let's just start by saying Kelder's Farm is in Cronkson, New York, which is in Ulster County, right very close to uh, Minnewaska State Park Preserve, which we've also talked about in previous episodes. Um, But for us in northern Westchester County, it was about an hour and a half, maybe a little less than an hour and a half drive on a weekend on the Sunday. So they have uh, not one, but two corn mazes. But to participate in that activity, you had to buy the activity wristband. So that's kind of where all the hoopla is involved. And again, we usually try to avoid the hoopla. But since we made a point of doing the hoopla, we actually (laughs) made the most of it and had a really good time. We did. Like, I wanted to do the corn maze, so if that cost the $12 and involved all the hoopla, then we were doing it. 12 bucks ahead is actually a really good deal for what we got. I agree. So let's run down the list a little bit and see if we can get them all. Okay. So, not that we did everything that you could with this wristband, but there was the things that we did was the petting farm, because we all love animals, our whole family, Um, and we actually bought animal feed for a dollar so a little little paper bag of uh, pellets right and then they also had the four for a dollar like the loose fruit and vegetables so that was four for one dollar and we just bought a dollar's worth of corn on the cob and apple carrots you know whatever yeah four there was no explanation on who was expected to eat that we'll get (laughs) to that in a minute no so it was just a big basket at the cashier in the barn when you get there uh four for a dollar so we just picked out a couple and we're there reasonably early. We were planning on getting there a little bit early, but so, yeah. Abby, Abby had her own plans of right. not getting out on time. So they opened at 10, and we got there probably a little after 11. Right. So it was not terribly busy. 
we parked in maybe the second small row of cars. Right. There was no ma- you know, major uh, event space feels. You know, they're just they didn't have ten people pointing and parking. It was a pretty small production. Yes. Which is a bonus for what you get for going a little out of your way. And that's how what I feel like the ones the farms further up north I feel maybe don't get as much attention. Maybe it's a little far for the metro city, city right, to make that to two and a half that, hour drive. Right, then. Who tend to go to like the Westchester ones that we right. find are like ridiculous. Right. That's the you know Westchester is the country to the city. Upstate beyond that is just you know right. it could be the the Arctic. So we got there a little after eleven. We did the um, animal petting farm, which was included. So um, we spent more time than probably most people would. <laughs> we were trying to feed the corn to whoever would take it. How did that work out? Were they llamas or alpacas? Did we ever decide? No, we didn't. Okay. We, we, they gave us their, their names, so we knew who right, their but names. They, but they didn't tell us actually what kind of animals they no. were. Um, so, yeah, we found uh, one of them. Not, they all didn't like the corn on the cob, which was funny. One of them, out of the three or four alpacas or llamas, uh, liked it. So I yeah. was just holding it, and he was, like, gnawing off the corn. Yeah, it made a little bit of a mess. Yeah. So they had alpaca or llamas, One of the uh, two. goats, pigs, uh, calf. a calf, some bunnies, sheep. Donkeys. Donkeys. And a milking cow. Yes. So at two times a day, at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m., you can milk a cow, which we all did. With. And we got the stickers. We did to prove it. Apparently I went shopping at ShopRite <laughs> with my sticker on my shirt. Yes. Nobody told me. So everybody got to know you milked a cow at yeah, Kelder's Farm. I'm not, I'm not bragging, maybe, maybe, but maybe I was. <laughs> and I think that was the first time I've ever milked a cow. I milked a goat at the 4-H, uh, not the 4-H fair, the Dutchess County Dutchess Fair. Dutchess County Fair. A couple mm-hmm. years ago, but I'm not sure I've ever milked a cow until now. Mark it off. Exactly. And I kind of forced our kids to do it. They They didn't do it the first time when we did it at the 1 o'clock one, but when we went back at 3, I was like, you should do this. Like, I had to wait till I was 40 to milk a cow. Like, at least try it for the experience. Yeah, so, and they did. Yeah, and they both did. Um, so you milk a cow. There is two corn mazes. We started with the small one. Which didn't seem that small. No, it didn't. And then later in the afternoon, right before we left, we did the big one. Mm-hmm. They had these apple cannons, mm-hmm. which I think is a great use of, like, the older apples they're not going to use i hope they're not probably the ones on the ground i'm sure they collect that people aren't gonna eat they weren't totally wrong but they weren't they weren't good for sale and probably not even good for the animals but so that you put them in these little shooters and you aim for these haystacks out in a field however many feet out um and yeah air air pneumatic power just shoot 100 yard yeah so that was kind of fun and i have to say that was the only thing that we waited for yeah out of the whole day um we and, and it's weird those apple shooters seem to be designed strictly for apple shooting they didn't <laughs> look repurposed so somebody designed yeah machine. designed and built them they were they were professionally built you know they were built at some factory somewhere for apple shooting unless there's another purpose that i'm not aware of but that's what exactly they seem to be used for and i've never seen one of those until no. this past weekend 
But what did look like a custom cobble job was the pumpkin shooter that we didn't actually see up close. No, we just kept hearing it go off, but... That was more of a boom. Yeah. And didn't see it. No, didn't see it. We uh, kept turning around to see if we could see a pumpkin lobbing, but... No. We're pretty sure that they were going somewhere. So they also have this hay mountain, which is like huge stacks of hay that you can climb. And kind of when you stand up there, you feel like you're, you know, on top King of the world. King of the world. <laughs> so we all took turns climbing that. They have a mini golf course. Mm-hmm. What did we say? Ten holes? It was ten holes, which is weird in itself. It, yes. It had seen some better days. Yes, it did. Um, there's no scorecards. The course itself was in a little disarray. A little rough. But um. But we couldn't help ourselves. No, we we like a little competitive. <laughs> we like a little competitive fun. Come on. <laughs> mini golf competition. Connor right? loves mini golf. Number one, um, he 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 just loves playing, and yeah, it was just fun, fun for us. It was fun. Um, new this year was the spider web like rope. I don't know even what you call it. A little ropes course. I think they have something similar with the Bronx Zoo. If yeah, you've been there. not even a ropes course, just like a spider web made out of ropes. That it's you can for climb little kids. In. We didn't even get near yeah, that. Yeah, we didn't get near that. There's a playground. There's a air pillow, I think they're called, where you can jump on them. Yeah. Uh, jump. Um, we did not do that. The kids didn't do that. But that was really crowded. Kids seemed to like that. And then they had the... Uh, tunnel slides mm-hmm. which our kids slid down um so that was that covers the activities i think i think oh and the corn crib which looked like a little shed again for young kids it, it's basically like a sandbox but instead filled with corn kernels oh so i didn't even see that yeah it was right near the tables where that big party was eating it was okay like, um, uh but yeah so Plenty of stuff to do. Plus, we took the tractor ride, hay ride, down to the bottom of the fields where they have pumpkin patches. Two different ones. Mm-hmm. One with, like, smaller pumpkins and then one with larger pumpkins. Um, otherwise, they sell pumpkins at the store, the barn, if you don't want to pick your own. From teeny tiny to... Gigantic. Like, gigantic, yeah. And they also had... Apple orchards off to the side. I almost missed them. Only when we were walking back up, we're like, oh, that's where the apple orchards are. Kind of way off to the side. You yeah. Don't... We weren't even looking for it. And if you want, they also have pick your own produce. So I don't remember what was on that list Allegedly of things. kale? Some sort of blackberry? Grapes. grapes? I saw a, great, a sign for grapes oh, really? in the fields. I don't know if they were actually ready for pick your own. Um, but yeah, so I saw zucchini and squash in the fields. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually a... It's a working farm. Yeah, it's a very large farm. And, you know, they have, of course, cider donuts, which we had to Gladly. enjoy. Mm-hmm. Nice, hot. Yes, we will wait for you to finish cooking the hot donuts. <laughs> yep, they were cooked right right there in person. Um, And they had all kinds of other uh, food. Seemed like basic sale, foods, hot dogs and hamburgers and... What else? Chicken fingers, maybe? Possibly. Lots of treats. Uh, Shakes and ice creams and yes. floats. Yeah. So, we had we spent, we got there, like we said, around 11, and we stayed probably till close to 
four-ish, I want to say. With the detour for lunch. Yes. We did take a quick detour. Oh, and before we get to the detour, how we discovered the lunch venue was Kelder's Farm is also home to the world's largest garden gnome. That is a real thing, and it's pretty big. It is. I have a picture on my Instagram stories. Um, But yeah, so of course we had to take a picture of that. And while we were photographing it, I did not even notice, but you saw what? Uh, Well, you were pointed towards the gnome. I was pointed towards the pierogies across (laughs) the street. I'm like, I hope it's open. It's a Sunday. But they were. Helena's specialty food store. It's been there for 20 years. I guess. And all they do. Basically, they sell. 90% of what they sell is pierogies. All homemade, day of, made fresh, and kielbasa, right? Sausage, kielbasa. I don't think they make their own, but right, they, they have sell, it. Yes. Uh, and they were down to four kinds. Yeah, the menu board is, like, ridiculous. I've never seen so many varieties. No, I don't think they make them all of them no, every day. I agree. But they said, you know, we got there, what, about one? And people would come in for several dozen at a time. They were just We were there when somebody came in for several dozen. Yeah. Like, this guy came in, he's like, oh, I'm from the Albany area. I I used to come through here all the time, so I swear he bought, like... Ten dozen? Possibly. His bill was over a hundred bucks. Yes, it was. And, like, a dozen pierogies were, like, ten ten bucks. So he's in for at least eight or nine or ten dozen. He bought some kibasi, too, but, yeah. So she was like, yeah, so busy today. People are buying, like, dozens at a time, so... That's always a good sign. So we had the... Cheese, the onion, the farmer's cheese. The cheese, the first cheese was the cheddar, by the way. So cheddar. Oh yeah, cheddar, onion, onion farmer's, farmer's cheese. cheese, and then cheddar jalapeno bacon. Yes, that was my favorite. So we had what did we order? Six of each. Or six of each. So we each got six. Well, ish. Who didn't eat? Fine, yeah. fine. Yes, I ordered yes. enough for six. Correct. Came a little side cup of sour cream. So, yes, that was a, a nice treat, homemade pierogies. And it's right across from the farm, right across from Kelder's farm. We just walked across the street and then walked back. Sorry, Kelder's. We took your lunch <laughs> revenue away from four people. But but we did eat your uh, cider donuts. We sure did. That was good. So just talking about it now because it's still the middle of October, I'm not sure how long the activities are open at the farm, but I'm sure it's at least for a couple more weekends. So at, at least for two. At least two for the activities, and then yeah. I'm oh sure yeah, the, I think the, the farm... farmer stand and the donuts will probably be open for a while, and you can keep buying pumpkins straight through to Halloween. Right. So just something to think about if you are looking for something to do, and because we're always looking for new places it was great to try and visit a new farm not that far fantastic drive if you're into drives yes we, we already talked about minnewaska state uh, park state park the uh the gunks scenic there's scenics overlook stops on route i want to say it's 44 yeah um and we even stopped because right now it's fall foliage season and you get some spectacular views and spectacular pictures so it's not a pain for the whole for the drive no it's enjoyable drive so 
Make the trip. Yes, check out Kelder's Farms. Stay tuned. We have more coming up. So our next segment is about movie theater popcorn. It's food. We can talk about it. Do you like it? Actually, I do. I do, too. (laughs) It's pretty infrequent. It's we don't go to the movies that often, but when we do, I do have to have popcorn. Yeah. With butter. If your hand's not like stained with yellow, whatever, then why'd you bother going to the movies? <laughs> why'd you leave the house? So we are movie theater popcorn fans. I had just recently seen an article though in The Hustle. And it asked, why is movie theater popcorn so outrageously expensive? And you have to think about that. So you go to the movies, and what's a ticket nowadays? 13 Yeah. Thir- $13 about average mm-hmm. price. You go up to the concession stand, and your popcorn is like a large popcorn goes for, what do you think? Nine, ten bucks. Which is kind of crazy when you think about it, because... There's about 12 cents of actual product in it. Right. When Plus you think, labor and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you think about, like, okay, I can buy a box of microwave popcorn and get three bags for, like, $1.50. dollar hmm I go to the movie theater. I have to buy the popcorn and spend 10 bucks for, like, a bucket. It's just crazy. They've got you programmed. And that's probably been since you were, what, two years old, that movie equals popcorn. There's some deep psychological encouragement to get it, but is it worth it? And there's something about the, like, just, for some reason, movie theater popcorn tastes so much different and better than, like, the microwave popcorn that I pop at home. It's true. By the way, do they do they still ask? Do you want a couple pumps of butter on top? Do they ask that? You've been to the movie theater. I don't. I don't remember. It's more not that often. More frequently than I. Exactly. You've been there more recently than I. If they I do, have. the answer's got to be yes. Of course, always. So it, why is that popcorn so much more expensive? And you kind of guessed it before I even like when I asked you. I'm like, oh, hey, I found this article, and I asked you the question, and you knew the answer. Because they're not making any money anywhere else. You know, for that thirteen dollar ticket. I, I couldn't even tell you how many pennies they probably make on each ticket. It's yeah, good. I'm trying to take a peek at this article, but go on. I mean, the fact is is that they would probably keep jacking up ticket prices, but that would eventually chase people away. So I guess everybody's found a happy yet expensive medium of, all right, well, if we stick to $13 tickets, it's pretty terrible. You know, you're in for 60 bucks to take a family of four out, give or take. Just on tickets, and then, all right, well, if we get them in, then we at least have an opportunity to sell them popcorn and candy and soda that is 10,000 times <laughs> marked up versus what you could right. buy yourself. Um, and, if, and if it wasn't for that, um, yeah, they're not making any money. There would be no real theaters, so it's kind of a, I guess, a symbiotic relationship that the movie theaters, you know, the... the big businesses that need to have the people see the movies they got to have some way to have people view them now the theaters aren't making a bunch of money so how do the, how do the theaters make theirs isn't concessions concessions unfortunately so does this happy medium and uh truce if you will between out of, out of control ticket prices and out of control costs of concessions end I don't know. I'm no economist, but 
for right now, it's kind of where everybody's pretty happy, both both sides of consumer and and uh, theater and uh, movie company, right? Yeah. So I found in the article, it says when a theater wants to show a film, they have to pay the distributor a percentage of the ticket sales, and it's higher during the first few weeks of a film. So basically they're saying um, their ticket... Sorry. It's about 70% of the cut. Right. So for a $9 ticket, they're only getting $2.70 of that. That's on average. So let's look at movies when they come out to the theater. When I was a kid, if you missed the big summer movie uh, popcorn thriller the middle of June, it would still be around the middle of July, late July, maybe early August. You had some time to miss it. And even better, go see it a couple times, right? If it was really that good. I don't think I've ever done that, but okay. I, I've maybe done it twice. <laughs> I've never. Two different groups of friends okay. that both go on to go see it. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll go see okay. it both. I don't think yeah, I've ever. Yeah, but tickets were, you know, five bucks at the time. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway. You digress. I, but I, but I, I digress. <laughs> so anyway, what were you saying about the the show, the, the movies playing over the summer? Now, movies are only out for like two or three weeks. Okay, that's a slight exaggeration. The good ones stick around. Right. But if it's a lot of movies, in and out, it's on DVD or Blu-ray, whatever the heck it is. I am surprised pretty quick. at how quickly movies come to DVDs. That because... used to be like a six-month wait. Right. And now it's like a they could just do it right away. If not digital, boom, done. It's in, it's in your pocket. So that initial cost for a movie theater to get distribution for the first few weeks, if that's the most expensive time... You know they're they're probably not making a bunch of money because it's gone if it's if it's a lousy movie anyway. Right. I did have a point. See. <laughs> and when people go to the movies, they're gonna get snacks. Like that's just part of, you know, like you said, they have a train that you know movies equal popcorn or now nachos or ices or hot dogs or pretzels or candy. The, yeah. The it, concession stand like offerings is huge now but yeah you don't go to go see a movie and walk in pretty much empty-handed without any food right and that's that's what it is and i guess everybody kind of knows their place and everybody is vaguely happy but not super happy about it so continuing our discussion about popcorn i had to find of course an article to go with this about what really is in movie theater popcorn when you order that large popcorn and they get you because you know it's like oh the small's like 6.99 but you can get a large which is like double triple the size for you know three dollars more just a little bit more you get a lot more yeah so of course you do it but for our family four if we're going to a movie we'd get the large popcorn right and everybody knows the unhealthiest thing ever Okay. That's that, all right, fine. That's that's one of the first first foods. Remember, I think we talked about something like this way way back in an earlier episode. Uh, the Big Mac equation. Do you ever talk about that? Well, a small buttered popcorn is the same fat as three Big Macs. That 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 used to be you know kind of the big scary Channel Two News expose. Everybody knows it's not good for you, but how often are you going to do it? True, but I don't necessarily think of popcorn as bad for me. Like, I actually think of 
the microwave popcorn without the, you know, the movie theater butter, blast of butter, if I get like the healthy pop or skinny pop, I don't think of it as bad. That's not bad. So considering I'm going into the movie theater, we're getting a large popcorn, we're splitting it among four four of us, I still don't think it's bad. However, give us the health rundown of how bad it really is. It's not great. Um, so this is from the Daily Meal. Yeah. So so looking at a large AMC popcorn, no butter. You're in for a thousand calories and forty one grams of fat with no added butter. But of course, like we said, yeah, you want to pump on going, top. The answer is yes. You're going for the butter, and especially some of those that have the or they used to have the, the DIY. Added, yes. <laughs> Just a couple of pumps. <laughs> the bottom of the bag. The bottom of the bag might be leaking. <laughs> but. AMC isn't even the worst. According to, I think it was a WebMD uh, survey or research study, uh, it was Regal, which is... Regal's the worst? Oh, that's ours. Yes. Yes. So, according to that, I think it was... Regal small popcorn? Oh, the medium was 720 calories. The large is 960 calories. I don't know. That, that kind of lines up with the uh, with the other one. Okay, with the without with the, the added extra butter. Yeah. Well, listen, it, it's not health food. No. If you're still being duped to think that popcorn is health food, then you deserve to be duped. And I think if you, like you mentioned, do it infrequently. Like, I can't remember the last movie we saw. Was it Black Panther? Was that the last time I was in a movie theater? Ooh, I don't know. I can't remember. I know you... I took the boys out for, for Spider-Man. But we are not big movie theater in a theater. We enjoy movies, mm-hmm. but I don't need to sit in a movie theater to enjoy it. I definitely can wait for it to come out on DVD. Black Panther was only last year. There was there was a period when, when the kids were teeny tiny that we went like four oh, or five my. years. Yes. Yes. So I think the last time I sat in a movie theater and ate popcorn was Black Panther. That sounds about right. However, there are some people who go weekly. I know my mom has friends. I mean, they're retired, but, you know, they'll go weekly to the theater. Like, that's, you know, their thing. They like movies, and I hope they're not getting popcorn every Every week. Yes. That's a bit much. Yeah, I don't know, but I would say I hope not. So for us, I don't mind, you know, the 1,000 plus calories for the the large popcorn that we're all going to share. And I think probably at one point it had some sort of trans fats in it, but I think that's been outlawed. So it's it's just safe, terrible fat, saturated, whatever. That's every so often. Yeah. So there you go. Now you know why movie theater popcorn is so expensive and all the snacks, I guess, in general at the movie theater. And if you didn't know, it's not great for you. Right. So basically, yes, it's not good for you. Don't eat it too often. But, you know. Just don't get the hot dogs, please. <laughs> you got it. You got to enjoy, you know. if Like us, if you like it, you have to enjoy it every once in a while. And we do. There you go. Anyway, stay tuned for uh, for this week's Quick Hits. So we're wrapping things up with this week's quick hits. So I'm going to start off with an iPhone hack that I just discovered. I thought it was 
amazing when at supper club i a couple weeks ago i first learned that you can hold the keyboard down like mm-hmm. the letter and then you can actually move your little cursor anywhere which makes it so much easier than trying to like which is terrible right hot hot that that'd be a hack yes hot tip right however i found something even more useful to me <laughs> So I know I'm on the low end, surprisingly, with my almost like 4,500 photos on my phone, mm-hmm. uh, just because I tend to move them over, you know, I, I move them onto the computer. Onto the, um, but still, I know there are times when I'm like, oh, I want to post this picture of something and I cannot find it. I'm like scrolling through my pictures. Oh my gosh. When were we there? Yes. When did I, when did we, when did I take this picture? When was that? You can search your photos. Did you know that? I, I didn't know that. Mind blown. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what? So if you go into your photos and then go and click on the bottom right, there's a search icon. Does it look like a little magnifying glass? I think so. I'm on my phone right now, oh, so no, it's hard I'll, for me to I'll look. I'll check it. So um, photos. Search. Search. Yeah, little the little magnifying glass icon. So... For example, if I wanted to search for a picture of a waterfall, I type in waterfall and it pops up every picture of a waterfall that I've taken that's on my camera. Well, hang on, I'm I'm searching for cats. Oh, we got we got lo- all pictures of our cats. You have 20 pictures of our cats. By date. How? Um Abby was taking some of them. Thank you very much. But yeah, you can do that. That's crazy. Like it's kind of scary Slash actually. Creepy. Yes, oh. how it can do that. I I don't even want to know actually. But it kind of do. But you kind of weird. Don't. Yeah, it's pretty weird. So yeah, if you didn't know that you can search your photos, there you go. If it's all of one category of say yourself, if you have four thousand five hundred selfies, you're out of luck. That's it. <laughs> exactly. If you have some stuff in the background, like cats and mountains and waterfalls, then maybe maybe you have some yeah I'm search gonna capability. To, I'm gonna be playing around with this a little more. So we'll, we'll report back on that, but. Now that we know, it's going to be a lot easier to find things. Oh, and before you do the next quick hit, we have to update. Oh, on the big one. Yeah, totally forgot about our update. Tell him. Pumpkin spice latte. We finally tried it. We actually fulfilled one promise. <laughs> you have things this, that... <laughs> this is me licking my finger and checking off one tick box there. Of our follow-up. Hey, yeah. I did find those M&Ms. Come on. <laughs> two out of three. We're, we still owe one. Yes. That's two-thirds of a job. That's that's 66% fail. Fine. We did try, finally, try to PSL. And thanks to our daughter, who had a who has a Starbucks gift card, she even treated us. Money bags. <laughs> so. And it was, it was okay. Yeah. I mean, both of us were like, eh. It went from blazing hot to, oh, now that I can taste it and my tongue's not, not, not burnt. Um... It was okay. It was all right. So tell them, you ordered it. So you went in with her, and what they did you... They ask you if you want iced or hot, and hot, I think you is were the going standard. With, yeah, you were like, Just show I me want the, the standard. standard PSL. And you know me, I'm not afraid to ask questions that make yeah. me look ridiculous. Just <laughs> yeah. tell me tell me how it works. Well, I and, wasn't there, thank goodness, but yes, so... At least I knew tall was small. Yes. Okay, so I ordered a tall. I said, does it usually come hot? They said, yes. Would you like whipped on top? That's an easy yes. And I asked him if it was pre-sweetened. Right. Uh, they said usually the three three pumps is what people get. Some people like a little less to be a little less sweet. 
Some people like a little bit more flavor, a little bit more sweet. I said, just show me the standard. <laughs> so three, three, three pumps it is. Got three pumps, and it had a fair amount of flavor. It wasn't too sweet. Uh, I will say that. Right, and I did notice the pumpkin, the hints of the pumpkin spice spice. Right. Like at the end, mm-hmm. like it was kind of like an aftertaste. Right. However, I wasn't loving it. I I didn't say, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have this every day. No. I didn't say, oh my gosh, how do people like this is the thing? I I don't know. I just maybe you like the McRib, the fact that you can't get it but seasonally. Gets people like out in droves. I guess. But I feel like this is what started the whole pumpkin spice craze. Like, I don't know. I feel like this was the beginning of it, the PSL. So you're saying the PSL is a product of its own trendiness? I'm not sure what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know. I wasn't wowed. We checked it off our list. We can now say we've tried it. Probably... Listen, if everybody's riding the coattails of the PSL, if that was truly the originator, the ground zero of, of pumpkin flavor, I don't understand it. That's it. Okay. It's good. I just don't understand it. How and... how it can inspire a generation of 50,000 other pumpkin products. I'm not sure. Will you be having another PSL? Not on purpose, but I wouldn't mind. <laughs> okay. They got other stuff. I know. <laughs> like Abby, who's checking off all the, the Frappuccinos or all of the the Starbucks items on her. She's already working through the uh, the coffee-based drinks that we told her not to. That's, yeah. a, that's a whole other thing. But, yeah. Okay. Okay. So Enough that on was, that. That was the update. That's a bonus quick hit. Yeah. You're welcome. Go on. Go on. What's all our right. next quick hit? What was I even talking about? Oh, uh, so I think we talked about David Chang's Ugly, Ugly Delicious. Delicious several episodes ago. Yes. We like uh, that show. Uh, he does have a new show coming. October the 23rd, called Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner. And to my understanding, they're only going to four cities Correct. around the world. It's a global show, and we'll get on that in a second, but he's also taking celebrities with him yes. to do a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner with a celebrity in each city. Now, it's not out yet, so I don't know what happens in between, but I'm curious to find out. <laughs> So maybe we'll follow up. <laughs> maybe we'll follow up. This seems like an easier one. Exactly, because we are really interested in... No, we like we watched all the Ugly Delicious, I think. No, season two has come out. Oh, we're behind now. We're always behind. Darn it. I'm pretty sure season two's come out. But is it four episodes? Four cities? Or are they splitting it up one breakfast? I don't know. What are you talking about? Are we talking about this now? Yeah, breakfast, breakfast lunch, lunch, dinner. dinner. Oh, if they're going to no... four cities, oh, is it more I have than no four idea. episodes? I was talking about Ugly Delicious. Oh. Got to stay, stay on track here. <laughs> I have no idea. Here, it comes out October 23rd. Here's so the tour. Out. So actor Seth Rogen is joining him in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, Chrissy Teigen in Marrakesh, Morocco. The very funny Kate McKinnon in Cambodia. Uh, how do you pronounce that? Phnom Penh? Pen? Sure. I'm sorry, <laughs> Cambodia. My, my, my apologies. And uh, the somewhat international uh, Los Angeles, California with... Lena Waithe, and I don't know who that is. Do you? Um, no, it doesn't explain it in the story. Don't worry. No. <laughs> stop, stop cheating. No. I'm trying to think. I, why do I feel like she was on something? I'm okay. sure she's been on something. Yes, obviously. <laughs> All right, but that's that's the four cities, and we will report back on that so, in yes, the coming weeks. So, yes, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Check it out on Netflix. Our next quick hit is Mad Donuts. 
will be getting a storefront in November at the Westchester Mall. So Mad Donuts, um, for those of you who don't know, and I only know because I belong to the Westchester Foodies Facebook group, um, are famous donuts among Lower Westchester. So Matt Moore is the founder. He's a banker by day and a donut maker on nights and weekends, I guess. In his um, free time? Yeah. All right. So he sells the donuts on, I don't know if he still does, but he did sell it at the White Plains Farmer's Market on Saturdays. Now, I'm not sure if they still have the Saturday Farmer's Market. Ooh, I don't know. I think it goes to some in November. I think it just, or is it just Wednesdays oh, now? No. So, he started at the White Plains Farmer's Market. Now he does um, a kind of like pop-up thing, um, and he sells them at the Twisted Branch in Valhalla. Mm -hmm. So, even though that's like an olive oil... Olive you were oil, there. and I think they do some balsamics and things right. like that. Um, on the weekends, they also do like coffee shop and... They sell these donuts. And from what I hear, they sell out. You're, you should really, like, pre-order them. If you check his Facebook page or Instagram, I think he, like, says what flavors he'll be making. And you can put in an order um, because they do sell out fast. And I've heard and I've seen pictures and they look and sound amazing. Um, so I see a future visit to Mad Donuts. Um, and now they'll have a storefront. So I don't know if that means that it's becoming a full-time Thing, or if it's just going to be on the weekends, we'll have to look into that a little more. Ooh, I don't know. Good question. So, something to look out for all you Mad Donut fans. That's exciting news and more incentive for us to try a new donut place. Yeah, I can walk over there from the office and maybe you will and maybe you will not get any donuts by the time I get home. If he's open during oh, the week. true. We have to check that out. So, stay tuned. Stay tuned on that. Uh, and last up, even though I just gave you the answer before, do you know why Blue Hill at Stone Barns does not have a Michelin star? And no, I did not know until you told me. Apparently, they have not been awarded the famed Michelin star because nobody in Westchester has. They're now expanding to Westchester, which is why they may be honored and probably Likely will should be. and would be. Yes. Uh, Blue Hill in the City, by the way, has one star. Okay. So Dan Barber's already a Michelin-starred chef. So it's only New York City. Currently only New York City. Got it. Among other cities, uh, Paris and London and Los Angeles and wherever they do the guidebooks. Okay. So the guidebooks go back over 100 years. The Michelin Tire Company, you may have heard of them, uh, was has been doing those old tour books. And it became very prestigious to get a star. Originally, it was either a star or no star, and then I think in the 30s, they switched it over to the Number one, two, and three star uh, program. By the way, here's your little rundown. So one star means a very good restaurant in its category. That is the honor that they're willing to bestow. Very good. Okay, good, good job for you. Number two, excellent cooking worth a detour. Wow. That's two stars, which is, you know, very excellent in, in other circles. And three stars, exceptional cuisine, worth a special journey. So it still harkens back to, is it worth to get in your car and go to this restaurant? However, the accolades and prestige that 
this little, yeah, this one... little car <laughs> tire company has brought on on uh, restaurants worldwide the uh, the fighting to get that's this... crazy yeah. yeah all over a French tire oh. company from from a hundred years ago to be called one star a very good restaurant <laughs> you're quite good you're welcome yes. so Dan Barber in the city is <laughs> very, very good very good restaurant in its category so against your peer group you're very good congrats wow and do we know who judges this i believe it's their own internal judges they they get out and about and if they decide to write it up they do and if they don't then they don't and do we know when this the um stars are being awarded all i know is that they're expanding a book to westchester when will they start offering the stars and when will they publish? That's a whole other thing. Oh, so Westchester's getting its own book. So there could actually be many Westchester restaurants. Right. Possibly. Right. What they were saying was that Westchester has has not traditionally and historically been known for a outpost. I was going to say. Outpost of great food. But now that, uh, you know, rents go, rent goes up in the city and the traditionally high-end restaurant of New York, Manhattan... Is expanding out to the burbs. Uh, we have some great restaurants up in Westchester. They said, "All right, well, now you're noteworthy. The county is noteworthy because you have some noteworthy restaurants, and they'll start expanding and to do that." Well, that's going to be really interesting to see because Westchester Westchester has a ton of good restaurants, but when you think of Michelin. Michelin star, fine dining, yeah, the absolute I think best of Blue crisp. Hill, right? Right, but how many others? Been to, but I can't compare. I can't even think of another restaurant that of that caliber. No. So that'll be really interesting to see. I didn't realize they were having a whole guidebook. I thought they were just including Westchester restaurants in. Right, in I, the I New don't York. know if anything says that they have to offer more stars than they want to if there's one star then i guess they'll just do the one restaurant huh nice so stay stay tuned for that um i don't know when that's publishing but that's just what they're working on now okay so we'll have to follow up on that so that wraps up this week's episode of the ny foodie family podcast send us your ideas tell us what you think uh if there's anything we missed We'd love to hear from you. Feel free to send us an email at nyfoodiefamilypodcast at gmail.com. And you can check all our show notes and get links to the articles and things we've talked about in this week's episode on our blog, nyfoodiefamily.com. And we'll be back with you next week with some fresh new content. Bye-bye.